So before we get started, please take a minute to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter at iShipItPod. You can also visit us on our website, iShipItPod.com, or email any questions or comments directly at iShipItPod, or to, uh, to us, to us at iShipItPodGmail.com. And every time I say this, I feel like Alexi Darling from Buzzline. <laughs> You can email me at darlingalexinewscom.net or you can page me at... But if you are feeling supportive and you want to help us grow, you can donate via PayPal, shop our Amazon affiliate link, or buy us a coffee. And last but certainly not least, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends that you ship it. Pretty please. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed... What? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. I don't care. Hello, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. Hello, everyone. I am on the road this week. I am recording this from the fabulous Oklahoma City in Oklahoma. Um, I say that because I've experienced exactly 2% of it and it's been nice so far. People have been really lovely. Um, sadly, I'm not on like tour or anything with podcasts. I'm just here for work, but it is fun to occasionally be in a different place to be able to talk to you guys. So, you know, someday, someday we'll tour. Someday I'll be able to, to talk to you live. Maybe if this is something, I don't even, actually, I don't even know what, what an I ship it live show would look like because I, I couldn't even begin to fathom how I would pull that together and what I would take the con- like what kind of content I would bring with me on the road. I have no idea. So if you have ideas, I'm very much open to them. Not that we'll be able to afford to tour for quite some time, but you know, it's like to, you know, it's to keep a little, little dream in the back of your head, isn't it? So, you know, we have that to look forward to. Anyway, um, thanks for uh, having me in Oklahoma City. If you are listening, you're a lovely city. And thank you real quick to everybody who took a minute last week to educate me on Star Wars. I was uh, quite, quite, um, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but I was surprised, I guess, at how many people listened and was like, oh, she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. I should tell her. And I don't say this as like, how dare you? I mean, the thing is, I try really hard not to talk too much about stuff I don't know about, frankly, because I think like how cute I am when I'm like, I don't know anything about this, but here's a fanfic. Um, I think that only goes so far. And if I'm going to talk about something you guys deserve for me to, you know, have done my research and actually know what the hell I'm talking about. But in the case of Star Wars, I do appreciate it, especially the new ones, because um, I've heard so much conflicting, uh, conflicting reviews And whether or not it's worth it for me to watch this one or that one and how the ending happened and how blah, 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 blah. So since I know nothing about it, um, I do really honestly appreciate all of the all of the insight. It is much more than I would have gotten on my own. And um, frankly, it has saved me from having to dig around. I I was gifted a very uh, insightful kind of explanation about certain ships and stuff that's been going on and like kind of the whole, like how some of the fandom is and a whole bunch of stuff. So when I do 
finally do a full-fledged 100%, not just wreck a random fic every now and then or talk about Baby Yoda, but when I do a full-fledged Star Wars episode, this will come very much in handy. So thank you. Um, If I haven't had a chance to respond to you, I promise I will, Um, but I did want to address it here in case you're listening. And um, so you know that, that your time and your insights have been appreciated. So thanks. Um, that being said, we can jump right into, there is actually, this is hilarious. Now that I'm looking at my list of, of fix, there is another Star Wars fic this week. This is like four weeks in a row. Um, so I don't know, maybe I'm slowly turning to whatever side that could be considered, but you'll see what I'm talking about in just a second. This is not a, this is not the Star Wars episode, but that's on the docket for someday. This episode, however, is about a trope. Um, I had fun last week where I got to talk about kind of a general thing and then give you guys a bunch of fics from different genres, different fandoms. Um, It's a little more something for everybody and it's not just me gush, gush, gush about my favorites. Also, I had to, when I picked this one, I knew, I knew I wasn't going to be able to talk about the love of my life and my favorite fandom where I am currently a resident, um, Darcyland, because... As I will explain in a minute, uh, this this trope does not exist in the ship that I ship in Darcy Land. So what am I talking about? Shut up with your stupid freaking long introductions, Emily. Just get to the point. The point is Coffee Shop AU. It's only a matter of time. I have recommended Coffee Shop AU fix before, and Nia and I tried to talk about Coffee Shop AUs um, the first time, the second time she came on, but we were... Um, we were waylaid because we wanted it to be a shield shock episode. And as we found out, uh, there was one fucking coffee shop AU in sh- with the shield shock pairing. And unfortunately I wrote it. So that's not going to get discussed on my show. Um, now, I mean, I obviously clearly turned the tide with that. Um, now we're up to two shield shock coffee shop AUs. Um, that frankly, that's not enough for me to to uh, to recommend. So there is no shield check this episode, but we're talking about the the coffee shop AU as a whole, right? Why is it so um, prolific? Why is it so popular? Why does every single fandom except shield shock happen to seem to have one? And why is it something that we fall back on as fanfic writers, right? So. If you're unfamiliar, if you've never, uh, if you've never taken the, the leap, if you've seen the tag and you don't know what it is, or you've never read any fanfic before, and this is your first episode, thanks. Um, you're probably going to be a little confused. And so the coffee shop AU is exactly as it sounds. It is an alternate universe. Uh, if it is a you know a fandom where there's magic and there's supernatural elements, whatever, usually it's a no powers kind of situation. It is a, a modern human, everything's pretty much normal, except these characters now don't have any powers and they work in a coffee shop. And it sounds silly, right? It sounds like, what the hell, what kind of fic would that be? I'll tell you what kind of fic that would be. It will be fluffy. It will be adorable. There will probably be heavy found family feels within the employees of the, of the coffee shop. Um, there'll be some shameless flirting between because your favorites, one of them's going to work there and the other one's going to be a customer. And um, it's there's going to be some shameless flirting. Usually it gets pretty creative as to who's flirting with whom. 
Um, you know, sometimes there's the, the barista with a little flair for the artistic and they, you know, drop pretty pictures on the side of that person's cup. And that person thinks that they just do that for everybody, but they don't. Um, and so it's just like, you know, or that's how they find out that person's name. And then they know the customer's name, but the customer doesn't know their name. And it's like a whole big thing. Anyway, here's the thing, right? People writing fanfic right now have at least heard of Friends. I'm not a Friends fan, I'll be real, but um, at least we've heard you've heard of it. And I feel like somebody said this one time, and I think it really did resonate, even if you weren't a fan of Friends. We all kind of grew up or acknowledged that whole thing. Um, wanting a central perk, didn't we? Didn't we? Everybody just kind of want that coffee shop where, like, maybe some of your friends worked. And you could go hang out there and it's like where people go when you're like when you're in college, you have that one shop, it's either on campus or it's near campus. And like we had in Clarion, I'll do a little shout out in the place where I went to college, we had Michelle's Cafe and that was the, that was the coffee shop spot. Um, I've had friends who worked there. It was always like man, the best strawberry cream cheese. And we'd go there after class and we'd study or we'd just like mess around and not study and we'd just hang out and it was like cool music Tuesday nights and everybody loves a coffee shop, right? So what better way to just have nice, fluffy fun than by putting your favorite characters in that scenario that we all always wanted, even if we didn't get it, even if you don't have a Central Perk or a Michelle's or a... Uh, wellness or whatever. That's another place that I work. Um, but if you don't have one of those, there's still probably, I'm going to generalize here, there's probably a part of you that always kind of wanted one. And the coffee shop AU is for you, my friend. You write your name right on the side of that cup because this is brewed specially for you. So things that are great about them, like I said, there's, there's it's always, always fluffy. I've yet to, I've yet to read an angsty coffee shop AU. It's just like, that's not the place for that. Yes, there can be some, some pining and some longing, um, but it's not, the stakes aren't really that high in the coffee shop, all right? It's, it's pretty cut and dry. Your faves are, are slinging espresso, slinging espresso. They're, uh, they're taking orders. Sometimes there's food involved. Sometimes it's a bakery too. Now, in the coffee shop AU that I made, it was also a bakery um, because... That's where I was working at the time. And I take everything from my own life and I apply it to uh, fiction. And so that's the other reason that I love it is that I've spent too much of my life, too much of my life um, in the food service industry. And so getting to put that knowledge to good use, like how to write about somebody brewing an actual coffee drink, um, I, I, choose not to be a snob about it when I'm reading it. When I'm writing, I have to make sure that I'm very much correct. So yes, it is kind of obvious sometimes. Um, people who have not worked behind an espresso machine, when they're writing a coffee shop AU, it, it's fine. I can choose not to be a snob about it. But it also, on the other side, is very nice to get to apply that knowledge since I'm no longer using it on a daily basis to get to apply that knowledge to something that I really enjoy as opposed to when I was applying that knowledge to something I really didn't enjoy, which was a job that was sucking my soul out from under me. So, um, so that's my personal 
kind of bias, I guess. Um, the other thing about coffee shop AUs is it's like having your own business. Like you get to, you get to be so creative. You get to decide what it's called and what kind of, you know, vibe there is. Is there live music? Is it more like, is there a place where people can like drop off and borrow books? As I said, is it a bakery too? Is it a restaurant? Like who's working? It's kind of fun. It's really fun. Cause again, you're taking your faves and you're just sort of plugging them in. So it's actually feels more like play than I think other kinds of fanfic writing, because you really are taking your characters. You're just like moving them around. Like, oh, so-and-so's going to work behind the counter. And then this person's going to come in through the door. And it's like, ding, ding. And they walk up to the counter and they say cute things to each other. And then they fall in love. Mwah. Um, I'm sorry if you didn't enjoy my, uh, my hand puppets there. Um, I wish you could have seen them. They're adorable. But so you get to play a lot more with this kind of AU. Uh, again, it is low stakes. So it's really just, it's really just a fun, fluffy little adventure. Um, my coffee shop AU spanned into a gigantic series uh, at this, which the center of which was the, the coffee shop slash bakery. It doesn't have to. Frequently that that is not the case. It's usually like a, a quick little one shot, a little fluff, like a dollop of fluff on top of a really good latte. Right. You just want some frothy milk, maybe, maybe some sweetened up whipped cream that you made yourself, the little, you know, can thing that you have to shake up and make all frothy. Um, I know what that's called, the whippets. There we go. <laughs> um, if you guys need somebody to give you some coffee shop knowledge, I'm your girl. Send me a message. I will happily give you all the deets so that you can write from a place of confidence and sound like you're experienced if you are lucky enough to have never worked in a coffee shop. So come in, come at me. I want to help. But anyway, it's a fluff. It's, it's sweet. It's nice. It's familiar because we all know what kind of situation we're getting ourselves into when we start reading a coffee shop AU. And, um, also, it's fun because not only do you get to plug your favorites in, but it's really fun and it's a really great way to kind of fill the universe, fill that fic with people from the universe. So in the event that we're talking about Marvel, so you could have your two favorites, right? And they one can work there and one can be a customer, but then you just get to kind of sprinkle in all the other people from the universe and you can take the like main themes or you can take you know other things and make it into the name of the coffee shop that's parts the fun I think actually I know I just said this about it being like your own business but taking elements from that universe that you're writing in and working them into the coffee shop oh oh so much fun so much fun <laughs> so if you've never read a a coffee shop AU don't worry um I have plenty for you to try out today. There's a couple different variations and I think you'll find that there is something for everyone, um, including, you know, vegans and people who need soy milk and other fancy things. Uh, there's always something. Also cool is that you don't have to be super familiar with a fandom to enjoy a coffee shop AU from that fandom because very, very infrequently, does what happens in a coffee shop AU have any bearing on what happens in the actual plot, which is why we write fanfic in the first place, right? Because the plot has 
Canon has broken our hearts. Canon has done us dirty. Canon has given us the big middle finger. And so what better way to stick it to a, a, a Canon, to a, to a content creator, to a Canon that just doesn't care, that doesn't want to focus on the fluff, and it doesn't want to give us the goddamn found family that we all want all the time. That's all we want, isn't it? Isn't it all we want? Before I get into my fix for the week, I do need to rant about the Bob family for just a second. I know that I did a whole episode on um, the found family trope being so prevalent in the, or so popular and, and rampant in fix from Avengers fan fix from around 2012 to 2015. And that was that beautiful, glorious, we all lived in the tower time, uh, which some of us, self-included, have never left. And I don't think we should ever leave. But I, I talked about it being based on that scene, that shawarma scene at the end of Avengers, where we all just assumed, hey, they, they ate shawarma and then they all moved into the tower together. And that's what happened. And I, you cannot change my mind. You also can't change the mind of thousands, literally thousands of other fanfic writers who adopted the same idea. And we love the found family, right? We want people to find their tribe. We want them, we want our, our favorites to be a team, to take care of each other, to, you know, fight like family, but love each other and protect each other. And that's why a lot of us go to these movies, not for big goddamn surprise, the big flashy CGI to hell battle scenes, which are cool and they're very impressive. And I don't fault the creators at all. I don't think they shouldn't have them. But when people who make these movies are then surprised when the, the scenes that resonate the most with people are, let's talk about Endgame for a second. It has been said, and I won't say who said it, uh, that they were surprised and kind of like, really? Um, Because people had been saying their favorite scenes in Endgame were the ones where the original six and, you know, the, the, the team that's left, the core team, is trying to figure out where all the stones are and where they have to go back in time. And it's it's scenes where they're all sitting around the table and they've got like PowerPoints and they're taking notes um, or that scene where Nat and Tony and Hulk are all like laying on the desk and on the ground talking about where, you know, about uh, Dr. Strange and the, the time stone and the, the most popular scene, apparently, and I, I say apparently like, I don't know. It's my favorite scene too, is when they're all eating Chinese food together <laughs> And it's so cute because they're all just sitting around eating dinner and they're talking about, you know, their job. They're talking about space stones and other shit and where they have to go. But they're sitting together like a family and they're enjoying each other's company. And yes, they're teasing like Rocket's thing, you know, calling Scott the space puppy and or the puppy and whatever and, and you know, messing with his hair or whatever. But anyway, that's the thing. Those are the parts that people love. Those are the parts that people pick out and say like, yeah, that's actually more of what I wanted to see. That's the part I care about. Why? Because it's the human aspect. It's the interaction. It's those people working together. And it's not just them working together on the battlefield, right? Because you have to have this part 
in order to be successful in the other part. Like not as a film, but like as a person, like as a team. You have to be able to interact and trust each other and have fun together off the clock, so to speak, if you have any chance of defeating big evil off the clock, as far as I'm concerned. So it shouldn't come as a surprise when the 35 seconds of found family that we get per movie is what people cling to because that's all we really want to see. Yes, they can they can come up against scary adversarial things and and they can have a big battle and they can win the day, but that's not why we're going. We're not going for the battles. We're going for the stuff in between. And the stuff in between is is what's that's what's getting you from one big scary ass thing to the next all in one piece. So Back to my point of the coffee shop AU is that they are usually very heavily reliant on the found family trope as well. It's not usually the point. Um, usually the point is that it's a, it's a romantic story of some kind. Um, but the found family aspect is always there because the people who work in the shop together are always best friends and always like a whole family together And there's the regulars that come in. And when, I mean, when you have a job where that feels like it's the case, that is a great feeling. And even though my coffee shop time, my time in coffee shop working prison has come to an end, there there were, there are plenty of good memories that I have where the people that I was working with made that the case. And we were all family and we loved each other and we had fun at work crazy. And when that can happen, that's wonderful. And again, that's something that I think a lot of people want. It's something a lot of people like to see in fit. And um, so it's something that a coffee shop AU can give to your readers as well. If you are thinking about writing one, don't hesitate to make those employees just love each other. All right. It's going to make for a better story. I promise you that. Now I mentioned that you don't have to be super familiar with a fandom in order to uh, to really get what we're talking about there. That being said, I have one, two, three, five, ooh, five fanfics for you today. These are all one shots. So this is this will just be a nice, maybe it'll just be a nice little bus ride for you. Maybe on your commute home, you can just read all of these and leave a comment on them and tell them that you found them here uh, because that might just make that author's day. And then they'll listen to the podcast and that will make my day. So everybody wins because you've read a great fic. You've commented, made their day. Then they find out they're being talked about on a podcast, which maybe they're cool about. Maybe they're not. I don't know. I don't want to label myself like some huge, you know, celebrity in the podcasting world, but I think it'd be cool. I think people have been pretty much responding favorably. Um, yet I get to get word from anybody like, oh, I wish you hadn't said that. I wish you hadn't done that. So if that happens, please tell me and I will at least take your link down. I'm not going to go back and take it out, but I'm not going to go back and edit an episode to take it out entirely, but I will take the link down. If you are that serious, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm here for you. if it does. So we've got five fix, five relatively different fandoms. Two could be considered in the same universe, but that's neither here nor there. Two of which we've never talked about on this show before. So I think that's pretty exciting. And let's start out with one of those. This fic is called Bakery Boy by Spring Magpies. Cute name. Um, it is an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fanfic. Um, and it's a, it's a Fitzsimmons pairing. 
I watched exactly one season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I enjoyed it. And then I watched one episode into season two and decided that I no longer enjoyed it. That's just me. That's not anything. That's not any indication of whether or not it's good. I, you should not take my opinion that seriously. The, the universe itself, um, it kind of plays into the, I mean, it's all part of the MCU, but I don't know how closely I know that like certain things that happen in the MCU affect the show, but I don't know if it goes the other way. You know what I mean? I haven't been paying that close attention. I don't know new characters, but I do know Fitzsimmons. And I love Fitzsimmons. And I love them from the first episode because somebody is looking for Fitzsimmons and you think it's one person, but it's two people. It's Leo Fitz and Gemma Simmons and they're scientists and they're best friends. And um, eventually, I know this, spoiler alert, eventually they do get together. I don't know if they stay together. And frankly, I don't care. I know that they get together and that's all that matters. Um, Gemma Simmons has to be BT dubs, the cutest, cutest member of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She is adorable. She is only outcuted occasionally by Leo Fitz, who is also adorable, but in a different way. Just a little hint about how cute they are. This one episode that I saw, they were asked if they had some sort of box. Uh, they were stranded on an island. And they had a box with anything in the world in it. What would it be? And uh, Fitz said, Simmons, oh, that's what he would bring with him on a deserted island. And Simmons, bless her, said the TARDIS. She's brilliant and she's a dork and she's so cute. And she's so cute in this fic too. Like I said, the fic is called Bakery Boy and it does not take place in a standard uh, coffee shop. It is a coffee shop within a grocery store, which happens a lot. Um, and it's always fun. But Fitz works in the bakery and Simmons works at the cafe, at the coffee shop, and they are cute, and they flirt every day until the very end, in which one of them makes a move and asks the other one out. I won't tell you who does what, but it's so freaking cute and quick, and I didn't feel that it rushed anything because I knew where this was going, and I was happy to tag along. Um, so this is one, it's it's another one, it's the one where they're all, they're the familiar, familiar names are sprinkled throughout. Um, and it's just, it's just cute. Like I would go to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. grocery store. That sounds like fun, fun place. So look up Spring Magpies, read her fic Bakery Boy. So cute. Okay. Um, second one. Now we'll stay within the same universe, but we're going back to a particular fandom that obviously I'm very familiar with. It is the standard MCU uh, Marvel rather. Who are we talking about? This pairing is Sam and Bucky. Some people don't love Sam and Bucky. I am not those people. I think that um, I love their frenemyship. I'm super stoked for their show coming out this year. And I think it's very easy to, I actually, when I'm writing about them, even as side characters, I have to stop and be like, wait, I don't have time to get them, to give them like all of the, the time and attention it needs them to be in love but they are acting kind of like they're in love they fight like an old married couple and they're so cute especially in fic because um one of them is always super grouchy who could that possibly be could it be our grouchy boy bucky it is in fact 
This fic is called The Barista and the Curmudgeon by Skeleton Dragon. Sam is the barista, big freaking surprise. Bucky is the curmudgeon who comes in every day or a couple times a week at least, and he gets a very large mocha with extra espresso because he doesn't sleep. Poor baby. Um, he's He has trouble sleeping, so Sam makes him really great coffee, and they talk, and they flirt, and Natasha is like playing matchmaker. Sam's best friend Riley is also one of the, the coffee shop employees, and that's the other thing, is that the other employees have to know about this crush, okay? They have to. It's all part of the thing. We're like, oh, your, your favorite customer just walked in. Or all of a sudden, there's nobody up front, even though five people were just hanging around, not doing shit a minute ago. Oh, but now the cute, the cute person that you wait for every single day just walked in. And oh, my goodness, I guess you'll have to wait on them. It doesn't get any better than this, guys. I'm not reading specifically from the script, but this is what happens at every coffee shop AU. And I'm fucking here for it every damn time. All right. Um, yeah, it's, I could go over in great detail the plot of each and every one of these, but you don't need it. You don't need it. You just need to know who's in what position and, you know, what, what kind of coffee shop we're talking about here. All right. So Barista and the Curmudgeon, Skeleton Dragon, Sam and Bucky, read it. It's adorable. Next one up is another pairing that we've talked about before and, um, another, place where we spend a lot of time. It is the Harry Potter universe and the pairing is Sirius and Remus. I actually picked this one just because that is the, this is the name of a coffee shop by our old apartment um, called Brood Awakenings. And it's by Cat Lupin with a K. Um, this one is actually kind of had some You've Got Mail vibes to it where uh, Sirius and Remus are both employees or slash owners of rival coffee shops. And they're kind of fighting their attraction to each. Well, no. Remus is fighting his attraction to Sirius because Sirius is now the competition who's moved in. And there's like some background prank war stuff going on. And uh, James and Lily are still alive because this is not an angst-heavy kind of trope. Um, James and Lily are still alive. James works with Sirius. Lily works with Remus. They're also secretly attracted to each other. It's just really cute. There's actually a moment where... Sirius and Remus decide to go out on a date, and uh, but they don't call it a date because Remus was talking about a motorcycle, and Sirius was like, oh, you'll have to go, well, I'll just take you out on mine, and then it was like really cute, um, but then later on, Remus is like, he, Sirius comes into the shop, and Remus is like, oh, I thought our date wasn't until later, and Sirius is like, oh, I didn't realize it was a date, and he's like, well, what were you calling it, because the just two blokes going for a ride on a bike, I guess. And Remus is like, okay, then are two blokes going for a ride on a motorbike outing? <laughs> it's not until later. And Sirius is like, you know what? Never mind. I like it better when you call it a date. And it's like, oh, it's cute. You guys, you guys are so in love. Um, and I've loved that pairing since I was 15. So it's adorable. Like I said, there's some You've Got Mail vibes without the um, any, of the, any of the You've Got Mail angst, like though it may be. It is still there, but it's not there in this fake. This is just a nice, sweet one. Uh, next four out of five is called One Across Four Letters Starts With L. And it is by MJL, which is kind of fun because that's almost my pen name. Um, and this is one we've never, ever, 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 ever talked about, ever. And I've never mentioned it. Um, and I haven't watched this show since 
I binged it in 2015, 2014, um, when it was all on Netflix. It is not on Netflix anymore. The show that I'm talking about is called Merlin, um, and it is a, a kind of a, I guess not a retelling of, yeah, a retelling of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and Merlin and his relationship with Merlin, um, but they're much younger. So this is like when Merlin's like a, a magician's apprentice. And Uther is still the king and Arthur's just learning how to be, a, you know, good leader, et cetera, et cetera. It's a cute show. Um, Anthony Stewart Head is Uther and he is great. Also, Katie Mc, or Kate McGrath, 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 Kate McGrath is in it. And she is um, stunning. She plays Morgana and she's gorgeous for one thing. She's Lawless. And she's also really, uh, she's like one of my favorite. Morgana is one of my favorite characters anyway, or Morgan Le Fay, however you want to say it. Um, but the way she played her was very, I thought was very interesting. There was this like kind of undertone the whole time. So when things started going the other way, um, you weren't super surprised uh, by her character and how they, they twisted it around. Anyway, I'll pretty much watch her do anything. So uh yeah so that's that's what merlin's about um the guy who plays merlin also actor's names can't remember them <laughs> merlin and arthur um are i know they are shipped frequently together they had a very cute friendship i can very much see why people shipped them um but that's who the pairing is in this fic and in this case merlin is the barista and arthur is the customer and Arthur is super jealous of how much fun Merlin seems to have at work. There's also always somebody doing a crossword. And that's where the title comes from. Because uh, Arthur is always around to kind of throw out suggestions. And he's like sort of part of the team. He's like I said, he's that, that part of that found family that's in the, that's one of the regulars, you know, the customers. Because um, you got to have those two. So it's, that's all you need to know. Is that it's cute. And it's, um, it's adorable to read and you'll enjoy it. Even if you don't remember anything about Merlin, which is the case for me. So I don't know anything about this fandom. I forget 90% of the show and that's fine. That's, there's no problem. There's nothing wrong with that because I don't need it for this fic to enjoy this fic. And I did enjoy this fic and I think you will too. Last, but certainly not least, here we are yet again, another week, another Star Wars fic. This time I decided to just go with my gut and talk about the pairing that I actually really super love, super enjoy, um, Finpo. Uh, it's called Show Me the Feeling by Neville. And the whole time I was reading, all I was thinking about was Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely by Backstreet Boys, the most incomprehensible sad pop song I've ever heard in my life. I want you to listen to those lyrics. This is your homework, guys. I want you to listen to Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely by Backstreet Boys and then read the lyrics and then tell me in your own words what in the hell that song is about. Because I have been listening to it since 2001 and I am nowhere nearer to knowing what the fuck it's about than I was when I was 13 years old. I put this to you now. Please listen to that song. Tell me what it's about. And then to, you know, get something in your brain that actually makes sense, read Show Me the Feeling by Neville. In this instance, uh, Finn is a, 
uh, he's an artist, he's a student, and um, he's an illustration student, and he goes to Poe's Coffee Shop. Um, really, there's a, a few, I would say gratuitous, except I really enjoyed them, descriptions of Poe having his sleeves rolled up while he's making coffee. And like, does it get any sexier? No, Finn's a dreamboat, or Poe's a dreamboat anyway, so it's Finn. Poe's a dreamboat anyway, but when he rolls his sleeves up and makes Finn coffee and then compliments him and tells him how handsome he is, it's like, come on, come on. Super cute, super fluffy, just what I wanted. Brewed perfectly to perfection. All of these fix, exactly what I ordered when I walked into my favorite neighborhood coffee shop, AO3, and was like, Hey, um, can I get a large latte with like extra fluff? And then do you have found family? Okay, cool. I'll take like three of those. Cool. Awesome. Thanks. And AO3 delivered. They were like, here, Emily J. And they wrote my name on the cup and they gave it to me later on. And I sat there with all my fanfic friends and we enjoyed our cups of coffee shop AUs. This being said, I just gave you five fics that are pretty much the same, the same uh, plot the whole way through. Little variations here and there, but not really, not a huge divergence from what they're all about. And that is to reiterate a point that I need help being reminded of. I need reminded of because I get a little concerned sometimes. I talked about this, I think, in the Practical Magic episode where when you have a bunch of fics that are all kind of the same idea, it's a little easy as a writer, especially to be like, oh, nobody needs another one of these. It's okay. It's like everybody has one. I don't need to just like throw mine in. People don't want another one. They're going to be like, oh God, the same fucking trope over and over again. Listen, I will read any coffee shop AU. All right. I will read 500 coffee shop AUs. I will read five. If it's a trope that I like, I will read all of the fix about it. Okay. And I know I'm not alone here. I am not alone. And the way it was described on uh, somebody on Tumblr was like, don't compare the cake that you're baking and decorating with a cake that somebody else has baked and decorated. Because while you may think it's not original and it just looks like that other person's cake, there's somebody out there who's going, oh my God, two cakes. That's how I feel, all right, about the coffee shop at you. 500 cakes. I would eat them all. And so would a lot of people. So please, please don't ever stifle yourself from writing a trope. Because there's nothing wrong with tropes. And there's nothing wrong with a mildly predictable storyline, okay? Just because we have a roadmap doesn't mean it's not still an exciting journey, right? And nobody can write the fic that you can write. So do it. Post it. Tell me about it. I'll read it. I'll probably recommend it on this show at some point. And we will get you the validation that you deserve. All right. That being said, I am going to get out of here. You guys have a bunch of stuff to read. I'm going to go get some coffee because I've been talking about it for the last 45 minutes. And now I'm thirsty. And I want you to have the best week ever. And I will talk to you again soon. And in the meantime, get your ship together. (laughs) 